Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stand by for brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. This is Robin S. And you're listening to Javon and Therese in the basement. So what I need you to do is, I hope you're showing them love. Oh, men and women unite. Men and women unite. For me in a sense that I had played with music and musicians that was of that caliber prior to joining Slave. So, and I think like a jazz musician. I'm known more from an R&B, funk, rock kind of cat, but mm-hmm. I think like a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm into taking chances, which others would say is, are taking chances. Mm-hmm. I say I'm just continuing to evolve. And so that's how I was able to go into Hall of Fame 1. And, and then they said, Atlantic Records goes, you know what? If you give us another watch in you, it's a done deal. And I said, well, first of all, I already did watch in you. Mm-hmm. That's already there. I'm not trying to duplicate slaves. If I was going to do that, then I should stay. I mean, I'm not going to mm-hmm. try to duplicate slave and I'm not enslaved. That's ridiculous to me mm-hmm. because I was hearing other things. I didn't leave because we were against each other. I left because I knew it was an evolution that I still needed to to do as far as my growth, business-wise too. So, yeah, so I went ahead and said, way out, where you've never been before. And, uh, you know, and I, it, it doesn't sound like watching you. It doesn't sound like way for me. It's its own thing. And I really had to stick to my guns on that because I said, listen, a lot of people underestimated me because I was the drummer that came in. Mm-hmm. So, okay, then you start singing. And, oh, okay, okay, and you're writing. Okay. Now you're doing your own thing, and we're telling you here's the way to go. And you're like, nah, I'm going way out. <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's kind of how that went. Okay. Yo. Hi, this is Steve Arrington, and you're listening to Brunch and Brunch in the Face with Javon and Therese, and we going way out. <laughs> Hi, this is Mason. You're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Perfect. Leon, 
the basement, no longer alone With my homegirl Therese on the microphone Music politics are just chatting it up Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up You never know who might run through Legendary artist or someone brand new You miss a lot when you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show with your fun and Therese Yeah Brunch in the basement with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway. All I want is though, Jay. You can send me some cologne, cause I mean, oh, you know. Yeah. Just in case I should be Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. Okay, doggy man, whatever you say. With Tom, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just teasing. Tell me too much in the house. Tell me too much in the house. Tell me too much. (laughs) What's happening? I'll be right back. Excuse me. (laughs) Good morning. Nothing new. Just doing too much. How you doing over there? Busy. Busy. Oh. Infrared cameras all over the place. I don't know, to be honest. I don't know if it's for that situation or for me. Oh, oh. infrared cam. Oh, right, 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 right. I get it. We got, we got. You know, I'm being surveilled. Okay. Are you sure they're not watching me? Your booty claps. Wow, that's 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 major, man. Man, oh no, not my ass. <laughs> Hold on, too much, too much is never enough. I swear, one of these things have to be. <sighs> you know, it's it's funny. I was talking to my allergist this morning, and the, this this heat index. Versus the rain spells that we've had, versus like the nature, pollen, ragweed, uh, dander, all of that is at an all-time high. Like it, to some degree, going outside with masks on, even though it's annoying, it helps for people with allergies. Um, I got this. I don't. I wish I could show it to you, but it's so disgusting. I don't want to freak you out. 
but there was this like little thing that they'd given me like I don't know if it's like a it's, a, it's made out of special material that it catches like things. Oh, like a filter. Right. It's like a filter, but it's it's designed to kind of pick up the the I'll get you the the actual name of it. When I peeled it off the mask, that thing was so damn green. It's like you know when if you own like you own a car. When you go outside and you see the layer of pollen on your car, like when I was in Atlanta for a few years, the, the pollen count and the, the allergies, the allergens are so high in Atlanta that you could literally like take your finger and just, just like wipe it off your car in the morning, right? And like it makes you have to change things in your car, like your air filters and stuff like that. And, and I think a lot of people forget that too, that suffer from allergies, but I'm like, looking at everything you know right right but uh man that that mat that filter was so green and black i was like Shh. And i'm thinking to myself asthmatics i always i always like i i don't have it you know um but it it, it makes me very concerned you know because it's the quality of air is so damn poor yeah i i feel like um one of the things that one of the positives that I'm taking away from this whole situation is that I will probably more than likely be wearing masks in certain situations for the rest of my life. Mm. I will probably do that because of like what you're saying. And, and I do have asthma and um, I am lung deficient or whatever. Um, not, I shouldn't say deficient, but um, my, my lungs are sensitive um, mm-hmm. to to certain things. And, um, you know, what, what I've noticed, because it's very rare that I'm unmasked in the presence of others, is that I have not been getting sick. And I have historically had, you know, like various illnesses, like viruses. And, like, I will pick up your stuff before you even know you had some stuff. Wow. And, um, yeah. So in other, you know, contaminants that I breathe in and then my asthma, my asthma has more or less been under control. I think what's going on with me now is that, you know, I've been hanging out in hotels <laughs> and um, so, you know, something, you know, you, you know, what's in the air in the, in the hotel room, you know, you can't really, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you can't control that. But but yeah, I, I understand, you know, the filter of the mask, you know, turning, you know, because you, you breathe in, we're always breathing in stuff. We, you know, we, we go along our merry little way and we are not cognizant of half the stuff that's going on around us, inside of us, um, you know, because we're distracted and, and we're not, and I, I'll speak for myself. I'm not educated on everything. Mm-hmm. Who is? Right. Um, you know, as as there are environmentalists who may be Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um You have to run? No. No. I, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't a, a gunshot that I heard, but okay. I heard But you see how black it. people do? One person go we all go yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are collective in that <laughs> shit. 
listen, we ain't listen. We are family like fuck, okay? And you know, and you know what's funny? My neighborhood, like I, I, I live in a decent neighborhood, right? It's very family oriented neighborhood. You know, um, it's a small township, and you know, um, but my body, my 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 cells are tuned for city stuff. Yes. So when I hear something out of the ordinary, it makes me pause, just like you saw now, because it was like a bang. Like so, I waited to hear like whatever that aftermath is that's typical. And then when I heard people clapping, I said, okay. And then I'm thinking somebody's having a birthday party or something because the yeah. room that I'm in is off my backyard. Maybe a gender reveal where they pop something and the the baby. Thing yeah. and everybody's, oh, it's a girl. It's a, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a child. Another living thing. Bless it. Bless it. It's a puppy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, don't be, don't be. But, but you know, that's just, that's another thing um, that's interesting. I've been seeing these uh, videos um, on TikTok because I'm now, like I, I keep saying, I'm addicted to that darn thing. By the way, that young lady whose video I showed, right? Where? That video ended up on... Oh, God. Media takeout or uh, the shade room or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like she's kind of starting to blow up a little bit. And not that I'm, not that she said it, but I feel like I'm kind of mentoring her now. Oh, okay. And not mentoring, but trying to inspire her because now, you know, we kind of connected. Okay. And um, you know she's she's just a young girl with dreams and, and aspirations, and you know, I, you know how I am about youth, the youth. When I say youth, you have, I mean you have, time, you have time for that. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. However, every now and then, if I have time to tweet, if I have time to look at TikTok, then when a young person reaches out to me, I have time. To, to inspire. So if I can watch TikTok, yeah. I can inspire. I, I have I can make time for that. What's up? All right, send the love right back at you. Pop. Make it do what it do. Make now it pop. Listen, don't be surprised if you see me twinkle toes through the eye, my glasses on, and a big fan in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need some I need some a good like I wish vitamin D was an injectable that you could just you know, and it came with the, the tan. Can I just say I just had a flashback, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna leave that right there, Rez. <laughs> One, I you know what I love the beach, hate the sand. Oh my God. And that's what I'm going to say to your flashback. <laughs> I have no water down here. I haven't I haven't been here, so I I'm just like paired and as always doing too much. But prayers, yes, prayers for Haiti. I had no idea. Seven point two earthquake this morning. I heard that this morning. Oh, oh praying their their healing and well being and safety. Haiti, they don't, I don't think they got fully, fully, fully back uh, in some areas from the last major earthquake they had. Oh, boy. Yeah. Just, uh, 
You know what, Javon? What? You're absolutely right. About what? It is a gender reveal. I, I can hear people saying, congratulations, it's a boy, boy, boy. Yeah. I hear that now. Yeah. That's what that I'm is. I'm not a whack neighbor. They can make loud noises as long as I can identify them. Yeah, you're like, and I was like. <laughs> I was in tune, I was, but that's how that's how we do. And and oh, so that's what I was saying about TikTok. There's mm-hmm. this this video. Um, it says, "Why is it that when black people see black people run, they all start running?" Absolutely. So they they show this one guy running down the stairs, and somebody and sees him and says, oh, shit, and starts running after him. And then he run, they run out the building. And this girl who was standing outside says, ah, and she starts running. And then by the, at the end of the video, all, it was like all these black people are running. It's <laughs> funny. It's funny. It's funny. There are some things you just don't sit around for. like when, And you don't want to take off with the crowd, but you just want to make sure that you're not being left. Right. And you want to make sure that you're safe because you know what? Safety. Safety. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. not nosy. We're not going to inspect. Well, well, gee, what is it? I'm going to go see what's going on. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go find out what is what? going on. What in tarnation? <laughs> you and know where, what? Speaking of tarnation, where is tarnation? Because I've heard tarnation used as a, 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 a adjective, and also what what is tarnation? Can someone tell me like what in tarnation? I'm gonna leave that to to our okay. fans. <laughs> they just messing with you. Oh, and you know it's a boy now. Go on, move on. Yeah, that's right. It's a boy. Damn it. A loud boy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know what tarnation or where tarnation. What incarnation? Where incarnation? No idea. One of those things, right? Another one of those words. You know, I'm just saying. Yes, next week is Black Pride. This is true. In Jersey, right? Uh, uh, no, in New York, I believe. New York Black Pride? Uh, I believe so. Yes, it's in August. I know that. Shout out to Lee Soldier. Um, but yes, I believe uh, it is in New York Black Pride. In the cartoon, it said yes. too. It is. Yes, yes, yes. That's I think probably where I got it from. Probably me too. Were you a big cartoon watcher? I was a cartoon head. I was a Bugs Bunny freak. I love me some Ricochet Rabbit. And droop along. And Deputy Drip droop along. You know that's right. Um, 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 what was his name? McGilla Gorilla. Mr. Peebles. Mr. Peebles and O C. O G. O G. O G. Oh man, and I would be remiss not to mention my homie Mighty Mouse. Here I come to save the day. That means that Mighty Mouse is on his way. Yep, that would be me. So, my, I, one of my faves, I like um, uh, the Jetsons. Love the Oh, Jetsons. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, the Flintstones. His dog, Elroy. Oh, no, his boy. His boy, Elroy. Right. His boy, Elroy. Jane, Jane his wife. Jane, his wife. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Her, Judy. Ding. 
the road runner. Uh-huh. And Wally, look at look at Pop on the job. Tarnation used to express exasperation, frustration, and incredulity. The road runner. The Flintstones. The coyotes after you. Road runner. If he catches you, you're through. Oh, man. I used to know that me and my brother were super huge cartoon heads. Love them all. And after we'd get up that Saturday, we'd get up early. And I don't know what that is traditionally about a lot of uh, black households where Saturday is the designated clean day. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. You are up cleaning early so that you can either watch, you know, and back in the day, you want to watch cartoons, Soul Train, and then, you know, be on your way outside. You know, that's right. You know, that's right. Saturday mornings was everything. And do you remember waiting until I, I don't I don't know what time of year it was, but to see to get that um the the lineup for the next season. Like you would get um T V guide or something like that and it would tell you all the shows, the new shows coming on and the time slots and everything, like happy days and you know, all of that kind of stuff. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. You know what? It's funny, like you just sparked some nostalgia TV guys and TV guys were like your family. Uh, I'm not going to say Bible, but you know, that was, that was, it was a pivotal point for your family, like entertainment where the television was concerned. Yeah. You, know, you actually had to have like a TV guy to tell you what it was where, you know, and how. Right. Right. Man. You know, I don't even, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, like, I don't even know, like, like right now we have so many shows, and, like, and I remember when cable first was introduced, which was interesting because at that point HBO used to show things that were not traditionally on television. I remember sneaking to watch HBO. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. I, I didn't get HBO until I was good and grown. I, 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 we didn't have anything like that. What what I recall is... um like putting aluminum foil on the antenna. Yeah, we had that too. You know, uh, I'm just saying. You know, they've they've declined. I mean, they've, you know, they've uh, gotten so much better. I was in, um, uh, what is it? Um, Home Depot or the Target, one of them stores that had this like $6,000 television set. And I was like, what? And I sat there amazed because I wanted to know what was it now, outside of the screen looking like I could just walk into the scene, which is probably what the $6,000 was for, but I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, what would I possibly spend that kind of money? It's a television set. And if my life is centered around, unless my life was centered around television or gaming or something like that, why would anybody have a $6,000 television set? Yeah. Yeah. Unless, of course, it was used for business purposes, you know, and you had, like, screens and stuff, then I could see that because the picture was incredible. But if you're just, like, home or whatever and you watch, you know, if you just typical, you know, just who buys $6,000 television? I think screens had gotten bigger and it was an anomaly. It was new and it was fancy and, you know, it was the thing at the moment, and everybody went buck wild and crazy over it. I don't know. 
I I, I don't know. I never owned a six thousand dollar TV, and, and more than likely, never will. <laughs> I could I could do one if it meant like um screens that you know you're in a you're in a, a, a commercial space and you're doing something specific with them. Then they pay for themselves. Yes. Yes, my brother, sister, and I, yes, 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 I understand you're paying there. We will also be, before there were remote controls, there were children. And it didn't matter what time at night it was. It didn't matter where you were in the house. You, if your mother summons you to come change her channel. You know what? This might be a good um, time to ask. You know what? Okay, so back in the day, and I've been searching for this movie like forever, Rary. Mm-hmm. And nobody can. First of all, I don't know the name of the movie. Okay. I don't know what year it came out. I can't even really tell you who starred in it, which therein lies the problem, the conundrum, right? Okay. So I had I had told Cheryl about um, one movie. There were two movies. And she actually was able to find one, and I have it now on DVD. And that is The Enchanted Cottage, which is a, the mm. premise of the movie is really great. It's Robert, um, Robert Young mm-hmm. um, and some, some woman. Anyway, uh, the, the premise of that movie was there's this really ugly girl who's so ugly she can't get a man which I think you could get, you know, a you-know-what when you can't get a pork chop, but okay. So anyway, she's so ugly, she goes to work in this lady's cottage. And the lady is really, you know, like nobody comes in this cottage, blah, 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 whatever. It's an enchanted cottage. And since my husband died and blah, blah, long story, who gives a shit, right? Anyway, she's real ugly. Robert Young comes to the cottage with his young wife and they're looking for a summer home or a winter home or whatever the hell, a cabin. And they want to stay there after their honeymoon, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he ends up going, and he's a handsome dapper and his wife is beautiful. He ends up going to war and he comes back disfigured. Okay. Um, the, the, the fiance leaves him and he comes to be in the cottage. And mm-hmm. leaves the lady and the ugly girl in the cottage to clean up and cater to him because he's wealthy, whatever. So mm-hmm. there, he doesn't want to be seen and he's mean because he's cranky because now he's disabled when he was Dapper Dan, right? And he tells the girl, you would never understand what it's like to be disfigured and ugly and nobody wants you. And she goes, oh, you know, one of those dramatic 1930 movies or something like that. Anyway, the, the, their only friend is a blind guy. He can't see how ugly either one of them are, but I think he gets the picture because of the way they talk about themselves. Okay. They end up getting married out of convenience because the, the blind guy says, look, who cares what you look like? Y'all both need some affection. Why don't you just marry each other and make it, you know, so they marry each other. On the wedding night, because they, they, they really don't like each other, but on the wedding night, they do the hokey pokey and turn each other around, and they end up really liking each other. And in the morning, when they look at each other, they're 
beautiful, both of them. He's back to being dapper. She's more beautiful. than, And they're so attractive. They're like, oh, my God, it must be a miracle. So they keep themselves hidden because they don't want anybody to see how beautiful they are now because, you know, if no, they, they want to keep the secret to themselves. So every time the the lady who originally owned the cottage comes around, they hide themselves in the shadows and all this other stuff. Eventually, his parents come to visit. Mm-hmm. And they're both like, you know what? We're going to let y'all be the first to see us. Ding! Eddie Kane Jr. They still look the same. Boing! Right? And they're really shocked to find out that they're still ugly, but they're just beautiful to themselves. So by the end of the movie, they go to a party at the blind guy's house because, remember, they only got the one friend. Okay. And they look at each other before they go in, and they're beautiful to, still to each other, and they're like, okay, you ready? Because these mofos are going to think we're ugly, but let's have one last glance at ourselves together. That was one of my favorite movies. I just love it. It's so romantical. Oh, that doesn't sound too romantical. They're beautiful to each other. Don't you get it? Oh, okay. okay. Regardless, they have no disfigurements. They're just beautiful to each other. But they're really ugly. But anyway. Okay, so the other movie, long story short. Okay, this lady is a gutter rat. She lives in the actual gutter. Okay, so so everybody put your your old black and white movie hats on, okay? No, it's not the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Nobody can sing like a King Jr. <laughs> okay. No, that the name of that movie is The Enchant- Enchanted Cottage. And if you like old movies, you would like that movie. If you like the, the Twilight Zone, you would like that movie. I so like now, yeah, so it, it's really cool, but I done told you all the whole ending and everything, so whatever. Anyway, this movie that I'm looking for, and I don't know the name, don't know who, but they're all white, okay? And it's an old black and white. It's set in, <clears throat> I believe... 19, I mean, 1700s with, where white guys used to wear powdered wigs time in in France. So it's whatever. Subtitles? No, it's it's um, English. I think it's an American-made movie. There's no accents, really. Maybe you, a little no, English. Is there any, is there anybody who was in it? Can, no, can... I, I don't remember just white people. I was so young, but I used to, okay, so I used to watch the Late, Late, Late show. Yes, me too. Loved it. And and this is what I'm saying. So this is where it would come on, like at 2 o'clock in the morning, like the last movie before the, 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 the Star Spangled. Remember when TVs went off? Yes, before the TV went off, it'd be like a Late, Late, Late show. When I say that to people sometimes, they're like, what? Yeah. You, I was like, yes, yeah. once upon a time, TV went off. Yes. So now, this is one of those movies, right, so 
Anyway, the lady was a, a gutter rat. She used to live in the in the gutter, with, and there was families that lived in the sewer, a sewer rat. So all these families, these poor people lived in the sewer, right? And she came, she would come out and beg, you know, for change and food and stuff like that, and bring the food down to the to the children and the people in the sewer. Anyway, there's this guy who is a painter, an artist, mm-hmm. and he's sort of like a suave kind of con guy, I guess, but he sees the girl, even though she's got like smudge and dirt, whatever, but he can see that she's really kind of pretty. He says, look, I'll I'll give you five pennies if you, you know, come and sit and let me paint you, uh, whatever it was, like a quarter, which was money for her. A shilling. Yeah, like probably a shilling or some shit. So anyway, he paints her portrait and makes her look pretty a man comes into his shop at a different time and sees the painting and says oh my god who's that woman i would love to meet her so the guy says well i could probably hook you up with her but you know it's gonna cost me some money to find her so the guy's a businessman and he's like okay well here find that girl for me so he goes to the suit finds the girl begging whatever and he says look i need you to come here come clean you up a little bit this is how you have to speak and i'm going to introduce you to this businessman introduces her Mm. yeah kind of pimps her out a little bit in that kind of way but you know it's look it's a movie so anyway it gets good. The end. The end is great. So she meets the businessman, marries him, ends up marrying him at the tutelage of the con artist painter guy. He's like, oh, do this, do this. He'll marry her. Anyway, the businessman ends up dying, so she gets the apartment. So now she has some place to live. So the con guy comes over and says, you know what? Let me paint you again. And this time, there's another guy. So she, they. They do this again. He paints her. She meets another. He sells her off to another guy, basically. She marries this guy who ends up going off to war. He dies in the war. She's two times a widow. He paints her again elegantly. And this time she ends up marrying an earl. Like royalty, like lower level royalty. So she... Or he's no, he's a duke because she becomes the duchess, and she gets pregnant and has the the baby that's really he's he's um, a few pegs in line to being the king. But now she she lives in a mansion, a castle, or whatever, and all the people that lived in the sewer with her. She bought them out of the sewer. They live in the place with her. They're cleaning. They, they, she got them all jobs working and whatever. She's taking care of all these people in the house. So the guy comes over, the painter, artist, con guy who's been conning her basically all of her life and encouraging her to do all of this. He says, now, wow, we got all of this. So um, let me paint you again. And I'm, she's like, wait a minute. Mm-mm. He said, come here. Let me talk to you. She said, wait, wait, wait. Do you not understand who you are talking to? You are speaking to the Duchess of da 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 da, the mother of the da 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 da, and I am now the blah 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 blah. Do you realize, fool, that where who you are talking to? 
And I mean, like this guy that had been taking advantage of her and she's the only reason I did any of that and married any of those guys because I loved you. Hmm. And, but now you're not worthy. You're not worthy to be in my house. You are to guards remove him. Yeah. What, what? I can't, I don't know the name of the movie. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Maybe there's not enough that I'm saying about it, but it was such a good movie. And I, I don't even know if that's really how the movie went. Cause so, no, it was so long ago since I saw it. I was a kid. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I'm sorry I took up everybody's time with that story, but... <laughs> Nice to follow, but it's just like I'm really bad with movie titles. But you know what I would have, um, what uh, I've ascertained from that though is that you know you're looking for it. Yes, definitely. The dangers. I remember being seconds away from buying a $300 pot set for him when I lived in the barracks. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're absolutely right, and and it's always something that you think you can do with those things. I used to watch them, and what I started to do, because I had a friend at the time, and I hope she's not watching this, but I had a friend at the time that had a really, 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 really bad uh, habit of buying from infomercials and, and uh, what's that, on Home Shopping Network. It was very bad. And she had a she was uh, she had a girlfriend that I loved, and on occasion, you know, and you know, I I didn't know, so you know, don't judge me, but because I judge myself enough from this, but I will say that at the time um, when she would say, "Hey, Reg, you know, I need a favor," uh, okay, so and she would borrow money, so you know. Okay, I don't necessarily ask you or need to know any of that further. But what happened, what started to happen was I started to notice how she would ask me for it, Hmm. right? Now, mind you, we're all friends. But whenever she'd ask me for it, it it always felt like, it felt that way. I'm not saying she said it that way. So after like maybe the third or fourth time, Therese, you know, I need a favor. And I knew she wasn't doing any drugs, you know, any of that stuff. So I said, I was like, what's going on with you? So she's like, I, I really can't tell you. I said, okay. So my second question, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll be all right. I just need to figure this out. So I, you know. But I still, something in my gut was like, I said, well, you want to hint at it? Maybe I can help you figure it out without it being, you know, a burden. Well, and she confided that. So I said, okay. Well, how much are you in the hole for? And why haven't you had this conversation with your woman who you live with and all that extra stuff? Right? This is when we were kids. And I wasn't really, uh, and when I say kids, I want to say maybe in, you know, like somewhere in my early, very early 20s. So she goes, well, because, you know, 
there was things that I was supposed to pay and didn't. I was like, no, no, no. I said, sweetheart, this is an addiction. This is not, you know, new enough to call it an addiction. Then I was like, this is an addiction, darling. Like you, you can't keep spending your household money unbeknownst to your partner that is in the game with you on Home Shopping Network. What are you buying and where are you storing? How are you, how are you keeping this? So what I convinced her to do at that point was to sit down and have a conversation, you know, because we would hang out on a regular, you know, dinners and, you know, theater and different things. And I started to notice that they started to, you know, disconnect from doing a lot of that. And in my brain, I'm saying, okay, I understand because now, you know, girlfriend's got this home shopping infomercial thing going on. And hiding the items. So it's not even like you're enjoying it because you feel guilty about buying it afterwards. So I was just like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll never forget it. So that kind of helped me, LaVon, with, with buying things or being up on those infomercials. Unless I absolutely needed it and then it came at a price that, you know, was unbelievable. Hmm. <laughs> On that shit. On that shit. I just read that. You know, like, I, it was it was, it was, was hard. It was hard. Because that was my man. You know, like, hey, listen. And it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because, honestly, you know, I, I know this about my personality enough. Um, when, when I'm wealthy, it doesn't really feel good unless everyone you love around you also is financially inclined. You know, or at least said, at least they yeah. don't ask you for shit. Like, they, well, well, it's not even that because honestly, I mean, you know, money, money is not my god. I mean, but need, but need. You understand what I'm saying? Not ask, but need. I well, here's, here's the thing. You know, um, there's only a couple of prerequisites I would have today about giving away money. And that would be that you set yourself up so that the money works for you. Because I'm going to give it to you. Because I definitely am giving it to you. That's, yes. that's how I give it. Like, I'm not just going to be cash apping your ass. I'm just going to give you, you know, what you ask for under a couple of prerequisites that you're able to continue and that's it, you know? So it's like, but I'm not going to, I could never be one of those uh, uh, billionaires and my, and my immediate friends around me. And I have a very small nucleus of folks, Billionaire. I, you know, like what I could not do that, you know? And then, there's too many things that I know that would benefit in the world that could use the money to do that, you know, that are helping a lot of people, you know, and, and that's what I would look to be. You know, I'd want to be in a position to change lives. That's it. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's difficult, man. People who go to um, Atlantic city or other um, places, where you spend and get spun mm. that's hard but you could you could call me one time you got one time to call me to to get you home and more than likely i'll come down there and get you mm. and bring you home you know what i'm saying but you got one time to do that that you get you get your one get out of jail free card mm. you know Wow, that's she that she talked somebody off the roof. Yeah. That's hard. That's I, hard. I I had that occur one time. 
in my professional career. Um, I'm sitting here. I'm sorry. When, when I read that, I just had a real hard flashback. Um, and I remember, you know, you know how, like, I, I absolutely understand, believe the power in the powers of God in the universe. I am a believer. And for whatever reason, this was in East New York. I'm picking Avenue to be exact. Mm. And it was a grown man um, who was one of my clients at, you know, that point. Um, and, you know, the police were downstairs. And it was like by the time I arrived there on the emergency call, it was already popping, you know, with lights. And it looked like a, a scene. The only thing they didn't have was the rain on the ground, you know. Um, and, you know, I asked if I could go up, you know, and they, they wanted to hyper-credentialize me. And I was like, listen, I know him. We talk. He responds to me. He needs to see a face that's familiar. And he's like, and at, at some point, it was a walk-up building, so it was like maybe six flights, you know, so he's threatening to jump. It was a church across the street. The pastor was the one that had gave them the number to call because he shared, you know, um, his information with, the, with his pastor. I was downstairs so long talking to the police on the street that he was able to see me and <laughs> started screaming, went up on the roof told them to please stand down. All of the police officers just do not come up behind me. They all were on the stairwell and on the street. I managed to come up, have a conversation, and convince them to come with me and walk down the steps. That probably, you know how you see the Bugs Bunny or whenever, when they had, when he was in love, his heart would pump and you could see it out of his chest? Trying to maintain a flat affect with your heart racing that way after it was all over, I literally, like Levon, I literally, and this goes, I'm speaking directly to you now, sweetie, that when I got in my car, I couldn't even drive. I actually had to go to sleep. I had to take a nap in my car because I was, the, the energy was like here and then it was like, I couldn't even, it threw my body off that way in such a way, you know. Um, that's a real, um, oof, that's a real situation. And I, and I pray that after, after you had that experience that um, you were able to debrief in some way that helped panic attack. I'm not even surprised. Yeah. And that may have been even what I was experiencing, but I just know that, you know, there's times when I'm when uh when my the energy is so high that I have to shut my body down. And I'm realizing more about my body as I get older now too, you know. Like I have to do something about my sleep patterns, you know. So there's a certain time of night I will shut my phone off, you know, and just kinda I I probably need a good eight joints that I never got before because my I that wasn't I was up late doing work or whatever. So now in the mornings when I get up, there's a bulk of time that I'm either doing a treatment or doing something, you know, just I'm offline. And I have to be more um, fastidious about that, you know, like just more deliberate about it. It's been helping. It's definitely been helping. Let me just say that um, suicide 
is real? It's very real. And when people say that um, they want to harm themselves, we should take them seriously. Um, I had a friend in high school who had made several attempts. And I remember, I mean, he was, he was a good friend of mine and his name was Oscar Bryant. Um, you said his name was Oscar Bryant. Yeah. Um, it was our senior year of high school and, um, we were in a play guys and dolls and the way our drama class was, we had to do, we had to keep a journal and share from our journal as we sat in the round table, you know, whatever. So we, some of us got pretty close and I'm still in touch with some of those people that I was in um, that class with because we had a pretty um, harrowing, harrowing experience together because, you know, Oscar was this, guy that you loved and his um his mother had died when he was three years old he had three sisters who were all doing the wrong thing and his father was an alcoholic so he had it really hard but he was brilliant he was accepted into three different law schools i remember harvard being one um he was just brilliant. He really taught me to respect literature like um, Shakespeare and had me quoting Hamlet and shit like that. I mean, he, he was just a good person, you know? Anyway, he had asked me, he said, Javon, how is it that you do what it is that you want to do regardless to what people think? And I said, as long as I'm not hurting anybody else, with whose business is it? You know, because I was a butch kid. I was very, very butch. And people would oh, okay. who gave a shit? I, didn't give, I never cared. I never cared. Okay. So that was his question to me. And I said, you know, do what you want to do. But the thing about Oscar is that he always talked about just not wanting to live. Mm-hmm. Just not wanting to live. The weekend... After he he asked me that question, he shot himself in the head. Jeez. And succumbed to that injury. And after like three days of lingering, but I, I, not that I blame, I definitely don't blame myself, but as a young person, mm-hmm. you know, I asked myself, did I give him permission to do that? You know, because of the question and answer. I All I know is that there were some people who didn't take him seriously because he had some failed attempts. Um, he had been crying out for years. And um, I remember our drama teacher got him into therapy like but it was very it was like right before he actually ended up um killing himself so you know it, it's it's i've not been successful <laughs> you know but um just just you know for anyone thinking about you know if if you take your own life it's not going to affect anybody else i'm still affected 
and I graduated high school 30 years ago or about 30 years ago? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at you know, um, some of the things that are being said in the chat. And what is real in a lot of cases is that people do what they call indicate. And it's difficult for someone who's not trained in mm-hmm. mental health to navigate the difference between someone actually indicating and someone and histrionics. You know, um, we are trained to always take it seriously. Yeah. You know, um, and not necessarily get caught up into what it feels like the person is doing, because oftentimes people that are uh, depressed or go in and out of depression, they indicate, meaning they may do scratching the surface before they actually do that, you know, and there's, um, and hopefully, you know, and, and Misty, I hear you, you know, um, being used as an emotional dumping ground, that's, um, that's a hard one because oftentimes when people um, gravitate to people they perceive to be stronger than them, yeah, it, it, it can feel that way, you know. Um, but what I suggest, if I can make a suggestion for you, is that, you know, instead of allowing people to talk through to where you feel like a dumping ground, possibly offer them resources, you know, to get to get them up off you, you know, to be able to go and be able to get or, you know, and in some states you can actually call for people that are indicating or that, you know, possibly need uh, uh, an evaluation of sorts, you know, um, because it's, it's funny. It's a, it's a slippery slope, you know. Um, Yvonne, I had, you know, had a friend in high school that also did that as well. And um, I remember even as early as that, that they did offer every student, you know, counseling, you know, after that. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it's very, you know, and, and at that point, I remember when I was in high school, they absolutely did not have anywhere near the mental health services that they have now, you know, um, and there's there and there are a lot of communities that are culturally biased to mental health therapy, but mental health therapy can change your life. So um, yeah, and, and and despite even being trained, still feel like an emotional, like you said, you know, a dumping ground. You know, and you know, and I, and I, and I, it took me many many years to understand that you know, um, despite all the training and 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 certification that I have, what first pops out is my humanness, you know, and it's kind of behind the veil, you know, because there's inside there are other things that I have to keep at bay to be able to get through the situation because my humanness is still very present in anything that I do, you know. I've mastered is keeping my ego out of it, you know. That's the tricky part, too, because, you know, I used to have a, a savior complex in a way you know if something was happening I had to be the one to do it I had to be you know and that was counterproductive in a big way and not to mention exhausting you know because I because and that to me represented my heart 
but I wasn't protecting myself in doing that. I wasn't protecting others in doing that. And it also was very, very tiring, extremely tiring. So, you know, you have to learn that you got to take breaks. And yes, no ego. That e- You know, can we talk about that for a second, Jay? Absolutely. That, that ego. The ego is a tricky son of a bitch. Really, really tricky. You know, when you are when you have people in your life that um, often talk in the I statement all the time, I this, I that, or when there's group things going on, they, they are. It really is only about them. Not only is it kind of self-serving, but it's it's very like. That ego is a tricky, 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 tricky thing, you know, and sometimes that can become your life's work, trying to make sure that you do not engage your ego. And oftentimes you may not even know when that little bitch is is, is rearing her head, but it'll pop out and things that, you know, people are like, what? It's true. Tricky, 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 tricky. Tricky. Because 90% of the things that go on are not even about you. That's true. Not even about you. Or even motivated by you. (laughs) Yes, I am third party. Amen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think it's time. If um, Pop was here, he'd say, play some music. Time for a little music break. Woo, Rayson, Rayson Patterson. Mm-hmm. 
Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. in the basement with Javon and Therese. Can I tell you that that last song that you played, Shades of Love, Body to Body, featuring Melissa Melissa Morgan, was one of my cut, cut, cut. There was this infamous DJ that I love, Derek. Uh, DJ Derek was the name, and he always had that in his set, and it used to make me lose my mind every time. You know, I like I like crate diggers. I like I like you know. Um, and when he uh, used to play it, out of it, it was always it always felt like it was really non sequitur too. When he would put it on, it would just come in with the bang 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 bang. Man, every single time. I could hear her. I could hear her set every week and every single time. That was like they did it for me. Yes, that's the shout that, out to Melissa Morgan. That that that's that's a banger, and it always will be. That yeah. there's just certain songs that no matter what, no matter who, no matter how, no matter where, you hear that and it's done. Yeah. I have a new rapid fire. Ah. Oh, and oh, I'm sorry. And speaking, of, thank you for opening with Rasan, because he is appearing on September 11th in Bethesda, Maryland. For those folks that want to see Rasan Patterson, September 11th, he is absolutely coming to Bethesda, Maryland. I can find out the venue because that I don't know. The way I know that is because I have a I have amazing friends, and uh, oftentimes when things are posted. <laughs> They'll hit me up saying, "Yo, yo," <laughs> and I had to laugh because you know you really don't think people are thinking or watching or, or you know whatever like that. But 
For some odd reason, I'm getting a lot more inboxes behind the men in my, men in my life or my connection to certain men, and it's hilarious to me. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a man asking or a woman asking, but that's how I found out that he was appearing in Bethesda because they were like, yo, roll with, us. Roll with me being and introduce me. <laughs> wow. That is deep. That would be the other half of the uh, Tourette's connection. Not just knee deep, that's totally deep. That's hilarious to me because you, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Wait, say it again? But you were saying Rapid Fire. Yes, yes, Rapid Fire. Check this one out. I'm going to go first, and Javon is going to go after me. So tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. You ready? All right. This is the first one to say, I'm ready, Jay, without saying, uh uh-oh. I know he don't look he don't look he don't look moved at all. So make sure you give him some work. Okay, I'm gonna give him some. All right. Um well I'm gonna give him one that he gave us. Mary J. Blige. Happy. Music. Life. Community. Love. So Children. Mine. All right, all right, all right. All right. Next, Javon, your turn. Shaka Khan. Diva. Black people. Amazing. Murder. She wrote. <laughs> Riots. God. Necess- well, not necessary. Shit. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to curse. That's okay. Right. You said you could you could say shit. That's all right. But um it's so, you know the first what, word that popped in, into your mind is God. God. That's all right. I need you God. <laughs> God. That's the word. God. Oh, God is the word. Oh, uh, necessary. There you go. Thank you so much. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Tisa Deer, and you are tuned in to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Perez. You walk up in the club, and you hear it, and it's just a, a, just a pop, you know, so... This, this is my just, you know, let your hair down, get your drink on, put your glass up in the air, whatever, and just have a ball kind of song, y'all. So, mm-hmm. weekend bag. Nice. Let's hear it. Damn right, it's an open end fight to get lit like a light all night. I call me and my people get together on the link up. The moment can be the best song. like he was doing Chinese movie talk like <laughs> but we were we were in sync I, 
I don't know why he's doing Chinese movie talk. Uh, okay, okay. Maybe this is a little, maybe this is that particular play on it. So, um, just oh. so everybody know, Levon is having a birthday coming up in September. Virgo. And if y'all need gift ideas, she's a size nine. You a size nine? Size nine vacation package. <laughs> Size nine day vacation package. Uh, 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 okay, I got it. Cause I was gonna, nine day vacation package. I got it. I got it. I ain't mad at you at all. Everybody got it but me. But that's okay because you know what? <laughs> Speaking, remember we were talking about cartoons at the top of the show? Yeah. So this, I, I had wanted this as um, a cartoon idea. I just am not talented in that way. But I wanted to do a Cheryl and Javon cartoon because I just think we're funny. I just thought a Cheryl and Javon cartoon but I, I never could find an animator. And maybe one day. What do you mean you can't find an animator? I couldn't find, well, maybe I should say I couldn't find the right animator when I was thinking, you know, thinking about this. Um, I did speak to a couple of animators, but um, they were not in sync with my ideas. Okay. So, um, I watched a, a very interesting movie um, last night and the night before. It's like a, not a well, one of those four day Netflix things. Um, the one that um, they did on CJ, Madam CJ Walker. Okay. Did you see it? I did not. No. It is really good. It is really good. Um, I can't. Why can't I think of her name? I can see her face. Can't think of the the person who stars as Madam C.J. Walker. Anybody know? Could somebody say the name? I can see her. She played in... Um, why are words escaping me? She's silly. So silly. Speaking of good movies, I did have an opportunity to see the release of uh, Jehud's Aretha. Um, whoa. That's a must-see. It is very, very good. I thought it was very good. Now, you know, and, yeah. and it, it's weird in a sense because I have to, I have to always step away from, um, when I'm watching certain things about people that, you know, um, either uh, like a lot or, or that, uh, you know, that I know a lot about, you know, um, but nonetheless, um, and then it also, it also had me thinking about a lot, a lot about, um, there you go, the Festive Blues and Supper Club. Yes, yes, yes. Rasan Patterson, September 11th at 8 p.m. Thank you, Z. Um, I just, uh, 
I, I liked the movie a lot, but mostly I liked the surround sound music. And, you know, going to the movies, you know, with, with my wife is, is very uh, challenging at times because, you know, sometimes I have to tell us that they, you know, you're not at home watching it on, on the screen. So you can't talk back to the screen, you know. But when there's music involved, it's absolutely hard to contain her to see. And J-Hud did, did the damn thing with the music. Yeah, I'm going to see it today. Actually, we're going with a, a group of friends. Nice. We're meeting up, and um, thank you so much, Misty. I was trying that, uh, Misty. Yes, um, Octavia Spencer. Um, oh my God! And so many, so many other amazing people. Tiffany Haddish is is in it. Um, what's his name? Oct- Octavia Spencer. Who played her husband? Thunder, I used to call this guy. I can't think of his name. Anyway, that's a great movie. If you have Netflix, you should check that out. What's the name of the movie? It's um, Self Made. Self Made? Yes. um, Madam C.J. Walker. Gotcha. Um, You would love it. Actually, I, I feel her. I felt her so much. I almost felt in some kind of way that i i i have that same energy like i have visions and nobody can see them but me like like this is what no this is how i see it and so i have to do it this way and people don't necessarily see things and but you're driven to do them and that's that's powerful it was so powerful for me to to see it because it really she was born like two years after the end of slavery uh-huh. and um for her to do what she did was fucking remarkable um and and look out for Booker T the 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 portrayal the portrayal of Booker T Washington in that movie and what he what his role was and and it, anybody who's seen it that's something that that's an onion we can peel um I don't want to give that away because the movie is still showing it's not like that 1939 movie I can't find in <laughs> The Enchanted Cottage, which I'm sure you're not gonna kill yourself to go see or to go find. Um, I could I could play spoiler in those movies, but um. Oh, so so Misty J, you you saw you saw the movie, and if so, it, it you know it it was good. <laughs> <laughs> It's been playing for a whole year. You know what? I didn't know. Cause I, On Netflix? You know what? I do not really watch movies. Like, I don't watch television. I don't, I'm not really into that kind of thing. But um, you know what's funny? I don't, I, you know, spoilers, even, I, I like to go, even if somebody told me the whatever's going to, you know, that really never bothered me. I never, mm-hmm. no, don't tell me, oh, uh, 
I, I, that never bothered me, you know, because I still want to go see the movie and see how it's played out. I just know what's going to happen at the end, but I want to see how it plays it out. So I could, I'm going to still say, oh, shit, if that, you know, if it moves me that way, yeah. you know, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I, I don't like spoilers. I And I don't like to give, I don't like, I don't mind giving, if you want to know how it ends, then, or if you want to know, like, it, it's just a different thing to experience it fresh for yourself, I guess. If you know it's coming, it's like, yeah, I knew that was coming. I mean, I, I don't know. But if, like, if you knew the guy was going to end up killing himself at the end, it's like, so, oh, okay, so he's going to kill himself, as opposed to being shocked, like, oh, no, he didn't. You know what I mean? I yeah, don't know. The only, the only movie that um, I refuse to talk about but really encouraged people to see it when it was out was The Usual Suspect. Woo, that was my joint. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, that was my joint right there. The Usual Suspects was my joint. Yeah. Um, You know what? In... In the movie, it says that she stole someone else's product, but I think she put a twist on it. It was like some someone else's idea, and, and you could see in the movie how she kept trying to get the solution together, and somebody had it before her, um, but she put a twist on it, and then she did create some of her own products in addition to. Um, and that, that lady did actually exist because, you know, when I, when I look at any biopics or anything like that, I like to, you know, do the research on it to see if these people, because sometimes they create characters just to make the movie interesting. Um, that lady did exist, but she had a different name. Sarah somebody, right? No, Sarah is is Madam C.J. Walker's actual first name. C.J. Oh, right, 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 right. Walker was her husband. Um, wait a second, wait a second. I think I saw that movie. I think I saw that. With Octa- Octavia Butler? Yes, 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 of course. Yes, I saw that movie. I did see it. It is old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's about, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was a great movie. Um, I guess this would... Um, right. She sold it. Yeah. Yes. The right image. Interesting. Right. 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 Um, it's a great moment, I think, for Black History Moment. You think? Hit it. Um. Why do I always say that and then I'm not ready for it? You know, I really have to get better at that. But here we go. Okay, so first up. This very handsome gentleman, his name is Ernest Everett Just, and he was a pioneering African-American biologist, an academic and science writer. 
Um, his primary legacy is his recognition of the fundamental role of the cell surface in the development of organisms. Javon is not going to try to explain that one. Okay? Because I would be lying to you. So don't believe a word I say about the surface of the cells and how that affects the development of new organisms. I'm not going to do that. But that gentleman discovered that. And he should be in the in the history books. And we should have learned about him in school. We should have learned about him in school. Who is this? Uh, she looks like somebody we know. Yeah. This woman, this woman <laughs> is Dr. Rebecca J. Cole. She was the very second African-American doctor in the United States of America. And, you know, here's another picture of her, older, obviously. We make a lot, we make a lot of noise about the first black this and the first that, but sometimes the second is just has it just as hard as the first one did. Also, happy birthday to this lady. Bobby Barry. With her fine self, I'm just saying. Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Happy birthday, Holly Berry. And um that's the black history moment. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So, and, yeah. <laughs> he looks like Red from the Five Heartbeats. That's funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah, man. You know, these these people we should know about. They it's not like, you know, now you you know, in the way that we move through the world now, you know, um, just imagine. <laughs> I am not posting that, but yes, I get you. I feel you. She was, no, you know what? God damn it. She was a hot looking in the movie. In movie funny. history. Funny. Very funny. Yes. She was hot. So, so yeah. Monsters Ball. I remember I. Oh, did you see it finally? Yeah, it, I'm. I'm on the. What, what letter am I on now? I think. Oh, maybe. N. No, I'm. I'm at N. I'm at the N words. <laughs> N movies. Yeah. So. um so what did you think? If I say it, how about this? I will reserve my comment for another time. Why? At that time, you will know what movie I'm speaking about. Okay, but... Why? Because I don't want to insult anyone. 
I don't want to say something. I don't want to say something that, first of all, I don't believe. I don't want to say something that, second of all, will make people not want to be on this show. I don't want to say something that. Well, see, only you know what you want to say, so I'm going to leave it there and trust that if you're doing the separation, you know it's best for whatever you have going on in your head. I will say that it was an interesting movie. And I will also say that I am a fan of Halle Berry. Halle Berry. And I am happy that in her career, she has won an Academy Award. Okay. That is what I will say about it. I will say about her. I I love Halle Berry. And, and, you know, yeah. And I liked Vivian the Crackhead, too. Yes, yes. Yes. Her and Samuel Jackson together. Gator and Vivian. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson and Holly Berry. In their roles as, I'm going to say it in its entirety, in their roles as Gata and Vivian in Jungle Fever, the Spike Lee joint, was phenomenal. And Sherry Carpenter was the script supervisor on that movie. There? Yep, yep. Did you know that Sherry is the person who introduced Cheryl and I. You shared that. You shared that. Yes. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Yep. It's amazing because there are like, you know, I always say six degrees of separation are more like two or three. Mm-hmm. You know? Because Sherry is also a dear friend of a dear friend of mine as well. Yeah, Weeda, Weeda, Weeda. Yes. Weeda Wee. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep, yep. Crazy. Yep, yep. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's a small world. It's a hard knock life. Every, you know, it, it's funny. Everybody who knows somebody knows somebody. Somebody, and they say that we are all six within six degrees of separation of one another. I think it's less than that. I agree. I, I agree. think it's less than that. What I, what I love, though, is when you've experienced somebody or in the energy of somebody, and then somebody unrelated to the connection also shares. Like, it's like whenever you, when, when dope, souls, dope souls collide, and then you know about four or five people that are not connected to each other that also know that one person that says that's a dope soul, you know? That's amazing because you don't get that. Sometimes you get a broken chain there, you know? Right, 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 right. You get a broken chain or you get somebody to be like, what? That bitch? Yeah, what? right? <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, you know, when, I know. It, when, it, when you got a lot of folks saying a lot of things, you know, um, 
that 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 so upsets me though when like let's just say I I I'm in a circle and for the most part most people unless you've done, no that's not true I don't like a lot of people I was getting ready to say for the most part I like everybody that's bullshit there are some people that have thrown me shade. I mean, serious shade for no apparent reason. And except well, how, how do you know who's about you then? Because well, if it if it's directed at me, then it's about me. And how? No, no, no. But how do you know that if someone is throwing shade, that at it's me? It no, no, no. Meaning somebody, you're not even. How do you how do you say this? Somebody who has some things going on internally, particularly when you're in a space when you go, when you run your own checklist. And people that, that are, um, are, are, are uh, self-aware, they run a checklist. They don't, they don't, they don't uh, beat themselves with it, but they run a checklist, meaning did I do something? Did I say something? Am I... And if your checklist comes back no, and yet somebody's still throwing shade, that may not even be about you. No, it 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 may not be about me. I mean, people shit is people shit. Right. But I'm talking about how they treat me. How they that's, treat you. That's where I'm talking about the shade. So that's not shade. That's a direct hit. Yeah. If someone is treating you yeah. badly, that's a direct hit. Well, I wouldn't say badly because they don't have the opportunity to treat me badly. And you, okay. what what I'm saying is, let's just say, I'm. There, let's just say there's a person, and um, for just for intents and purposes of you and I and and the show, I'm gonna say, let's just say I invite somebody to be on the show. And they're like, uh, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, I don't know. You know, like they, they really show they're not interested. Uh, I'll see if I can. Uh, we'll see. Uh, right. Okay, fine. That's fine. That's to me. That's not shade. That's you just not interested really. Right. right? And, and that's fine. Then um, I'm out somewhere at a public event. I see said person and they say, and I say, hey, how you doing? And they see me and they say, oh, yeah, what's up, what's up? And they go ahead, right? Okay, fine. It's acknowledgement, whatever. Then we run into each other another time, and this time I'm with you. And they see you and they say, Braz, what's up? Now, fine, y'all may have a great relationship, right? And then they see me and they say, oh, what's up, my girl? And I'm like, well, since when I'm your girl, you know, you see me and I'm like, neck bone Joe. And then they say to me on the side, I realize now that you weren't asking me to help you when you wanted me to come on your show. You were trying to help me. You wanted to promote my stuff. You know what? I'm sorry. Whenever you want me on, you let me know. Well, guess what? I don't want your black ass now. How about that? When when I'm talking about shade, I'm talking about that kind of shade. Like, shade in terms of 
I, it, it's hard to it's 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 hard to describe this particular type of shade. You're nobody kind of shade. That that is not um, that kind of, that kind of thing is not. It's, yeah. it's it's almost like this this guy that came to the house who was talking to Cheryl about doing working out. When he saw me, he's like, I'm done. Um, when I you know, when when I started talking to him, I'm done. I'm done. That was I'm telling you there's there's a certain type of shade. It, to me it's shady. People are, are some people are just freaking shady. Don't don't treat me one way when either A I'm I'm alone and you don't value me. B when you think I want something from you and so you you feel like there's some power dynamic that you have and you want to treat me any kind of way until you realize that, oh, maybe it's that I can do something for you. Now you want to be my friend. Or C, don't try to be my friend because of your perceived notion of what it means because of who I know or who I've spoken to or something like that. Okay. That's an onion. <laughs> yes. Let's let's could you could you put the onion up? <laughs> I just realized that sh- Tim I You walked yourself into the kitchen. Put the onion <laughs> into the entire kitchen, right? Okay, where is the damn onion? Now I can't Um, matter and I love the, the Joe Neckbone reference that brings back fond memories <laughs> that was, okay. <laughs> but, I, but I gotta I gotta say this though to you Jay you know the only thing we can do with anybody and I don't give a shit who you are you know I had to learn very 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 early and thank God you know um, it came that way um for me, and I'm not going to say the lesson wasn't a, a an emotional lesson to learn for me, but you know, there's a serious separation in intent and what people perceive. But none of it 
And I'm going to say this again with all due love and respect. None of it has anything to do with you. And if you take that personally, you'll, come, you'll have all kinds of uh, storylines in your head as to what made a person feel that they can, you know, because everything that you shared was, the, I'm, I'm talking about the fillers, was your own internal dialogue about what, why, now, when you, that's all you. It could, somebody's response to however it is they, you know, want to appear or not appear, that's, you know, you made an offer. And maybe, maybe, you know, and maybe I have the, the showbiz callous in a sense because, you know, there have been many things that I've done in the course of my life that have warranted certain things. But, you know, I have to, you had to learn, and, and I'm grateful to God for the people in my life that have kept me grounded because the industry is not wired for grounded folk, you know. That comes from your home and, and your, your external connections, you know, that keep you in a space and help you stay there, you know, because it's really smoke and mirrors. So at the end of the day, if you ask somebody to appear on the show and, and, you know, and they couldn't, didn't, didn't find it, whatever, the doubt that they said to you, um, no, Javon, I'm not coming on the show because I don't find it worthy of my stature. They didn't say that. Or, oh, no, Javon, I'm not coming on your, your little show because, uh, you know, you don't, uh, they didn't say that. But if that's what you interpret it, that's here. And it got nothing to do with them. It could be about, oh, my goodness, I, what would I do? I don't know. I'm, I'm insecure. I don't think I'm ready for that. Or perhaps, you know, and, and quite frankly, people that think that folks always want something from them. Folks usually do. <laughs> well, well, I guess, I guess that could be an experience had by some, but that doesn't mean everybody's coming that particular way. You know, exactly. sometimes people just want to celebrate you, but I know people nervous about being celebrated. Me too. And you I know? also know the difference. Cause, but, but I'm just talking about the, the track that we have in, in you know, or, or the track that, you know, that, I, that you played out here, you know, and then, it, know. And, then it becomes, and then it becomes, now I don't want you. Why? Because, you know what, it's, it's more, it's, I don't think that my examples, because I'm not giving exact examples. Okay. That was a good, that was a good enough. Uh, those, those are, those are, those are good scenarios, but those are not, that's not exactly the kind of stuff that's happened. Okay. Right. Um, and I just put, put it about the show because it, you know, but I mean, because that, we're doing the show. Okay. But it could be, it could be at work where, um, I see someone every day. They have nothing to say to me. Good morning, and keep it moving. Okay, fine. That, I don't need to say good morning to you. That has nothing to do with me. That's you, maybe that day. Could be. Could be just whatever. See you, you again compl- next. That very subject matter. Do you know how many um, internal sit downs I've had to do with the fact that people were at each other for not saying good morning. 
Right, but I, I don't care. You know, fine. You know, you don't have to speak to me today, whatever. And then, you know, see you another time. I'm always going to say good morning, especially if you don't. Fine, don't. And if it irritates you that I say good morning, sorry, my mama taught me to say good morning to those that I did not sleep with and those that I wake up with in the morning. Good morning. That's the greeting. So I'm going to say it. I used to sing it, you know. Good morning. My desk was my, my, my um, coming into my office at one point, you had to walk through um, like a, a quad of other desks that were in open air. What do you call them? Cubicles that mm-hmm. were in open air. And my office was at the end of that. So as a, and there were a lot of people in between me and coming into the front. And I used to sing it coming in. Good morning. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Until I got to my door every single morning. In one day. And I said this so often that um, when I went on vacation, this guy that I didn't know that was hired, you know, he worked for another division and he, and he said, um, you know, I missed your good morning song every morning. And I, and I didn't even realize I was singing anymore because I was programmed. And I walked in, I was saying good morning, a universal good morning. I wasn't waiting to hear somebody say something back. I was just singing on the way in. And if it floated somebody's day, so be it. But that's the intention that I was setting coming in there. It's going to be a good morning <laughs> I feel that I feel that um I, you know it's hard to it's hard to give an example of people's nuances their energy mm-hmm. I can't describe I'm not good at describing energy um if if it's my perception then there's a reason for it I'm sorry. It could be uh, it could be just all in me, but if I feel it coming from you, then my perception is my perception. But have you examined those perceptions? I don't really feel the need to do that. Why not? Because Does it serve you to some degree to believe that people I, are throwing? Not necessarily. I I don't really. I don't have to. I don't have to like everybody. And everybody doesn't have to like me. So it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't like everybody. And it's, it's all right. It's all right. I don't, I don't, I mean, if you're good to me, I'm good to you. You say I, hi, I say hi. And I'm good to people that are not good to me because that's the job I'm in. <laughs> but, you know, that's the work I do every day. There was this guy that I worked with many moons ago, and I tell you, he was the asshole's asshole. He really was. And, you know, and uh, my mother taught me, you know, girl, if you don't have anything kind to say, don't say anything don't at say all. Don't say nothing at all, yep. And people would engage him either through argument or, you know, he had his, you know, little crew or whatever. And, you know, and I'd see them, but, you know, I just wouldn't. So um, we were in the elevator <laughs> together. And when he got on, I said nothing. I just stood there and continued my ride. So he turned to me. He was like, you never say anything to me. You have an issue with me or something? People think you have an issue with me. What so standing, this is what he said to me. I kid you people not. People are standing around thinking that? Mm-hmm. I don't know what he, I don't that know if it was. An issue I have no idea. Unless people have that, that thought because he's put it out there. 
Well, maybe, you know, but, you know, but I just, I, I wasn't part of his c- crew, you know. So I, I, I kind of stood there for a second and I was like, okay, here we go. And he's like, no, but, you know, I wanted you, I, and he's on and on and on and on. So I just turned to him and I looked at him and he was, you know, not necessarily the same height. I'll just say that. But I turned and I looked at him and I smiled and I said, I don't particularly care for you. That's why I don't speak or engage you. So I'm going to go back to being quiet now. Is that okay? And and I turned my head and I continued looking forward. He was like, oh, you have to leave. Continue talking. And I said, didn't say another word. Elevator doors opened. That was his floor. He got off. I continued on. And that was it. Fight, 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 fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But wait, this is the first time that I actually um, disagree with LaVon's assessment and analysis of me. Okay? LaVon. To explore the reason. But you know what? I'm sorry, but these perceived slights don't have such such an effect. I'm really not affected. I just don't like them. It, it's okay for me not to like certain energy or certain people or certain people's energy or a, a, the way a person reacted to me um, or, or did not react to a gesture or whatever. It's all right for me to not like that. But the percept it, it, it is all right to not like it, but it it's kind of like I just it, put a label on it as shade. It that's all. But but how do you know it was shade? Well, I guess the thing no. is to define shade, right? Cause no, 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 no. Because the, how do I know it was shade? It felt shady. You know, it, if if I feel like someone is being or acting shady, then. I feel then to me they're throwing shade now what that looks like it looks different in each situation with different people there's not there's not that many people but I don't have a lot of tolerance for people's stuff that's their stuff I get that um the way people react or don't react or whatever that's their stuff you know how I perceive it is on me and if it feels shady, it's shade. I'm confused because because I'm with you when you say I'm with you when you say you don't have a lot of tolerance for people's stuff. I don't. And I'm with you when you say if it's there because meaning people's stuff can be just that without it affecting you. You know, right? People, you you're around can. But you, you know, know what? Every stuff affects me. Every in in some kind ah. of way. Yes. Uh-huh. If you are, but, but I care about you. Clearly I care about you. You know, I know you. So, you know, if you're in a bad space that affects me, I feel for you. I want to help you. I want to make it better. If you're in a great mood, a great energy, it makes me happy to see you that way. If um, I'm walking down the street and I see a stranger who is on the phone talking and happy that affects me not in a serious way. I'm going to go home and float on air because I saw somebody happy on the phone. Or if I see someone 
on the phone clearly upset. That's going to affect me. Oh, my God. You know, I don't want anybody to be upset, whether it's a man, woman, white, black. I don't want to see anybody upset, hurt, distressed. It could be a, tri- a child crying. I'm Are gonna, you an empath? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but everybody, everything affects me and everybody's feelings. And when I feel negative energy, and especially if it's coming in my direction, for no apparent reason that I can see. And it may be something that they perceive about me, but that's their shit. But now they've made whoa, it my time shit. Out. Whoa, 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 right there, right there. Right, right, right there. How are you able to discern? It may be something that they, you just said something classic that you're not applying to yourself. Classic. <laughs> that you're not applying to yourself. Meaning, it may be something they feel about me, but that's their shit. Why can't what you feel about them be their shit? Wait, say that again? Okay, you just said that they may say something. They may, they, they may feel something about me, but that's their shit. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you don't have that same notion? Oh, with, that I feel something about them and that's right. my shit? Right. Because, okay, all right. So for the most part, the people that... I feel throw me shade are people who I all right for the most part I don't care if people like me or don't like me however if I extend friendship warmth or hospitality if I if I want to indulge a person and I don't get that back that's my shit. If I don't feel it, I get that. But if I if if I'm thrown a negative vibe, if I feel a negative energy coming when I open up, if if what what I feel coming towards me, but it may not be about you. It may not be about me, but any part of that is shady. Then I shut down, and that's yeah. it. I don't like I it. Growing up on my block, growing up, we had a whole lot of personalities on my block growing up, right? And there was this one Mr. Henry, who, mind you, his wife Rita was amazing, amazing. And they had a son that had Down syndrome. I think I may have shared that with you before, Henry Jr. But his father was a cantankerous <laughs> old coot, okay, old coot, right? <laughs> and Literally, I could just leave his house because his, his, his wife used to make um, me peanut butter and jelly on rye bread when I was, and cut it up for me. Loved it. They were Polish, and they lived on my block, right? So Rita and my mom got along famously, and she was beautiful. Shout out to them because I think they're both deceased now. But, but Mr. Henry was an evil asshole. But my mother said to us very early, I said, Mommy, why does Mr. Henry always treat us so mean? So she says, you know, Mr. Henry is not well. So just, you know, pray for Mr. Henry and, you know, just say, but she made us say hello to him anyway, right? Knowing full well, he would probably do something. After a while as a kid, it became funny to me. So when I saw him, I went super out of my way to say hello. Hi, Mr. Henry. How you doing? Or he just closed the door and not say anything, and it would make me crack up. It would make me crack up every time because I knew it wasn't about me. 
you know, and that was a serious lesson. And I think when I got older, Mr. Henry types, when they started to appear in places, you know, as long as you know that your intention and your heart is pure, you spend less time trying to figure out what's coming at you and how somebody's, it's like, it may not even be, oh, child, you know that about me. And, 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 I, and I get pleasure out of knowing that it's not about me. And in my brain, it may be more of the triggered Mr. Henry stuff. Because initially, it used to hurt my feelings. Because I was like, oh, man, I was just in your house having a jelly sandwich. You can't be mad at me. What did I do? You know? A jelly sandwich. And I realized I was not Joni Mitchell. It, the song just wasn't about me. You know? Sometimes there are people and spirits in the world that have a, have a, have a rough way to go. And it ain't got nothing to do with Javon Armstrong at all. They're not throwing shade. They just can't. They just can't muster it for themselves. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot of Mr. Henrys in the world. I get that. But you know what? The reason why it seems like I'm verbalizing an issue is because we're talking about it on this show, and we're trying to go deeper into it than it really is. To be honest, it ain't that deep. It's just people. It's just people I I just don't like. That's that's all. I just don't like their energy. I don't like the way they feel. I don't like. They haven't Mr. Henryed me. Like er, get me, Mr. Henry though. But they, they can, can have like... a little little Mr. Henry in them maybe. Mm-hmm. But or or have a little Mr. Henry with certain people. I tell people all the time. You should treat everybody as if they were your boss. Not like the same, and what I mean by that is the same respect you would give to a boss is the same respect you give to an employee. That's what I mean. I I try not to use that term boss, you know. Yeah, Um, I I get that. But, okay, so put it like this. The The same respect you give to someone you respect is the same respect you give to someone you might not I don't know how how else to to put that. The same the same. I, I'm not going to say the same way you speak to your mother because that's extra. But the same way you speak to someone you're trying to impress, you should speak to someone you're trying you're not trying to impress. You should be the same with everybody. Is my point. Everybody deserves respect until they show themselves not to deserve respect. Does that make sense? Oh uh, yes. If I say if 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 I open the door for most people, why wouldn't I open the door for this person? Unless there's something about that person I don't want them coming in the door. Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to explain something that that makes no sense at this point because it's really it's really not as serious as as it as this discussion has become i i don't under, i don't know how to you too levon but this is your fault <laughs> this is all levon's fault levon will help get in crevices that sometimes um are like pillows yeah, but you know this. This is a really unnecessary crevice because I'm making shit up. To be honest, I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain the unexplainable. I can't explain energy; it just is for me. 
I can't explain it away. So, and some people are fake as hell. <laughs> well, yeah, you can tell when someone's not being authentic. Exactly, and and to me, <laughs> fakeness. Look at her quote and saying I'm deflecting. Sometimes fakeness is shady. I I, I perceive that to be shady. But you know, fakeness is oftentimes an insecurity of a person. And I get it. And I, I just at most for me it's annoying. But it's not. It's it, it doesn't affect my like it's not. I go ooh okay, but I'm not gonna spend too much time with energy that doesn't float. But me. I I'm, I never said I spend time sitting around thinking yeah. and crying about oh they don't like me. I don't give a shit. You know, I just don't want to be around them. Yes, because it's your fault. That's why, LaVon, hello. You leaving, yeah, you start stuff and then you walk away. <laughs> what kind of stuff is that? How you going, you know, that's like somebody on the playground. Yeah, I heard you talking about her mother and she said, your father sucks. Oh, what? Yep, see y'all, handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh Jesus, I love you, baby. I love you all that long. That's what my um great uncle Bob used to say when he was drunk. Actually, I love you, baby. I love you all night long. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Bob. <laughs> Yo, everybody, stay safe and have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Resi, love you. Mwah, love you all. Stay hydrated. Peace, party people. Yeah. Where is the volume? Oh, what I need you to do is, I hope you're showing them love. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That wasn't like the first one I did. I did something like, hi, this is Robin S. And you're listening to Javon and Therese in the basement. Show them love. Terrell Carter, and you are listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Hey, this is Avery Sunshine, and I am in the basement with Javon and Therese. Shine. <laughs> What's up? It's your girl, Monifa, and you're tuned in to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. <laughs> hey, it's your girl, Allison Williams, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. <laughs> Hey, this is Lenny Williams, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese playing my kind of music. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show. With your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement. With your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. 
No, she doesn't. She just cause she wasn't even there actually. But anyway, but she did um, mention none other than Shaka Khan as one of her. Why you gotta say? Wait a minute. Why you gotta say Shaka? She did mention none other than Shaka Khan. I'm like, where does your voice go? What happened? What's happening? Even the mere mention of her name. <laughs> Silence. Oh, gosh. Would you believe I'm blushing? Just yes. Hard. <laughs> Your speechless blushing. That's the thing. Speechless blushing. Brandy, I can't help it. There's a shocker. There's a shocker rehab, you know. If there's a cure for this, I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, senses, though, Jay. I'm gonna send y'all some perfume. I'll, I'll definitely. I get an address. I'll send y'all out tomorrow. You can send me some cologne. Cause I mean, cologne, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case I should be talking. I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. <laughs> Okie dokie, babe, whatever you say. I just wanted to wish everybody um, a happy Shaka Kanaka. All right, thank you. Let's, let's carry on. I'm sorry. Javon, yeah, there's a pill you're going to be able to take. I promise I have to tell them where you went. They're coming for you. With time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just do it. And I think it's it's time, Therese, to do a little rapid fire with um, Mr. Ooh. Richard Pryor, Jr. I think so. I think so. So, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We won't hurt you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.